Hey, y'all, if you're enjoying this podcast, take two seconds, send it to five friends. Um, some of the top episodes would be the self-confidence, masculinity, and the Byron Rogers podcast if you want to send uh, some of the top ones to them. Otherwise, just take 30 seconds and review it on whatever podcast uh, application you use, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Google, iTunes, Amazon, any of them. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws... Well, they both look pretty badass, and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at AssaultLimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3 eqip.com a3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion a lip balm a hair conditioner honestly anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3 eqip.com all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away. Emotional. Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. All right, we're back with episode 102. 102. 102. I think. Last one was 101, so that would mean this one's 102, right? Yeah. 102. We're getting deep. Getting deep into the, I had somebody text me the other day. They said, uh, they said, congratulations on the hitting the century mark. It's like century mark. What are you talking about? Then I got it. They meant a hundred episodes, <laughs> but yeah, man, we're, uh, what a wild week. What a wild week in the, in the world. We had a banking crisis that's just looming over us and, and you know, it's the weirdest thing that, yeah. We have, I mean, almost not not cookie cutter the exact same thing that we happened had happened in two thousand eight, but it is the same structural problems that we had in two thousand eight. No oversight, no accountability, and now all of a sudden you've got banks that haven't had you know risk analysis people in hired for eight months that are that are going under, yeah, because of speculative trading and and everything else. 
speculative uh, lending, basically. But the people who are who are in charge are they're just gonna they'll get fired, right? Their their bank will go under. The government will back their their um, deposits so that the companies that have money in the in the accounts can get their money, and then these people they'll they'll move on and they'll get another fucking job. Yeah, there's no accountability. Oh yeah. And the thing is, is, is they know that as long as the people that have their money in these banks get their money, then their heads will never roll. Now, if you had hundreds of thousands of people that were out of jobs because their employer banked with this bank, there'd be some fucking heads rolling. Yeah. There'd be some people freaking out. But that's not what happens because our internet, the International Monetary Fund and, and our United States government says we can't have, you know, so-and-so bank. I mean, if you, if you looked at Silicon Valley Bank, which is the first one that really, that really took yeah. the dive, there was a giant amount of very big companies that banked with the Silicon Valley Bank that if they were not able to get to their funds, only $250,000 of that is actually f- insured through, f- through FDIC insurance. Yeah. So for each account, if it had $5 million, $10 million in it, because that's what you needed for working capital for a giant business, 250000 of that would be insured through the FDIC, and the rest of it would be gone. Yeah. <laughs> but guess who ultimately foots that bill? Of course. That's how it always <laughs> the taxpayers works. Taxpayers can't how, and, bail and, them out, man. And here's the, and here's the weird thing, though. If you're, if you're, you know, if your best friend or your wife or you worked for that, worked for a company that was banking with that bank, yeah, I wouldn't want to see them out of a job for that reason. But that means that there needs to be held accountability without us having to be the ones that are holding them accountable. Yeah. Because the only way we hold people accountable as a as a populace is if we actually hurt. It's the same thing with taxes. The reason that we don't actually worry about taxes as much as we say we do is because that money comes out every paycheck. If the American people had to write a check for their tax bill at the end of the year, every single year, there'd be fucking anarchy. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the average American will look and sit down and trace how many times your dollar's been taxed, I think uh, most people would be ill. I was just talking, so I had to drive to Oshkosh. I had to get a set of headlights for my car. And, uh, my daughter's looking at license plates. She's like, oh, that person's license plate is expired because she thought it went by month, you know? So I was like, no, it doesn't go by month. It goes by year. She's like, so you have to pay to drive your car every year? I was like, oh, yeah, you got to pay to drive your car every year. But then you also pay tax on the gas for your car. You pay tax when you purchase your car. And you pay sales tax on everything you purchase for your car. So there, you know, if you figure how many people, I don't even know how many people are in Wisconsin, 8 million people, something like that, right? Yeah, roughly, yeah. I think it's roughly 8 million. So you have 8 million people. Let's say 60% of them are are driving age. So that's 5 million. And you got 5 million times 160. That's yeah. $80 million that the fucking, you know, that the Wisconsin government has taken in every year just for registration fees. Yeah. <laughs> and then now there's a wheel tax on top of that. In, just in some counties. Yeah. So, like, if I were to register my vehicles one county over, my registration would be drastically less. Yeah. But our county loves taking money. They got to find every which way. It's kind of like the, uh, what is it, the Arby's marketing theory where they're like, oh, well, we want to, you know, increase our our revenue. So, what do they do? They basically upped everything about one cent. But they're looking at it, you know, right? One cent over how many, you know, hundreds of thousands of burgers they sell Mm -hmm. equals... 
you know, profit. So that's the government just looks at every little which way they can tax you. But the on average, your dollar gets hit probably about seven times is what what the trace is. So, yeah, um, realistically, it hits when you make it. Yep. Right. It hits when you spend it. Yeah. Where else in there? You got food tax, you got retail tax, you got to register your vehicle, you got gas tax, you got, let's say I said food tax, clothes tax, depending on what state you're in. Um, you got federal income tax plus state income tax. property tax. Property tax. Uh, everywhere you turn. Right. And then if you invest that money, you're going to pay tax on the money that you gain, even yeah. though you already paid. Capital gains tax, yeah. You know, you already, <laughs> if short-term capital gain sucks, at least if, at least if you hold your investment for more than a year, that's only 15%. Still 15%, right? No, 15% is dog shit, right? <laughs> I mean, if, if you told me that my expenses on my investment account were going up 15%, I'd tell you're fucking high. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's yeah. outrageous. But the and thing is, now they want to give you a death tax on what the money you already saved and paid tax on. So, so. The weird thing is, is, is what they're looking to do with the death tax. And the only reason I know a pretty good amount of this is because I actually have a friend who deals with um, high income earners and basically helping them give their family large amounts of money without having to pay a death tax. So right now there is a death tax, but it's only over 24 million. So as long as you don't try to give your kids over $24 million, you're fine. Um, there is no, there is no tax on that. They're trying to drop that down to, I think, 6 million. Um, which is still, I mean, that's still a good amount of money. Like we've talked about this before. I don't need to give my kids 6 million fucking dollars. No. Um, but some people feel like they need to, right? That's it's generational wealth. And realistically, they were probably so invested in how they were making that money that they raised shitty fucking human beings that would never be able to provide for themselves anyway. So it's probably good that they're going to give their kids, you know, fucking $30 yeah. million. Dollars. But, um, <laughs> the funny thing is, is n- those people are smart. They made that money. They're not giving you know, so let's say you want to give your you want to give your family hundred million dollars. Okay, the first twenty four million is tax free. Let's use twenty five for a real easy rounding number. It's only twenty four, but so the last seventy five million you would be taxed fifty percent. Okay, so half of seventy five thirty seven point five right thirty seven point five million that would cost you. Okay, well guess what they do? They don't just pay that thirty seven point five million dollars. Yeah, they buy a seventy five million dollar cash out life insurance policy. That $75 million cash out life insurance policy ends up costing them $5 million or $10 million. Okay. So instead of paying $37.5 million on that $75 million they want to give their family, they pay $10 million for a $75 million life insurance policy. That's over and above the $75 million they have to put into the policy to fund the, the policy plan. Yeah. So it's going to cost them, you know, $85 million to give their kids $75 million. So it's really only costing $10 million, right? And the, the, the life insurance, when that's cashed out, whether you borrow from it as a growing older adult, because that all that money is completely, you can borrow from that and you never have to pay it back. Or you die and that money goes to your kids, life insurance is tax-free. Yeah. So right there, it costs you $10 million, not $37.5 million to give your kids $75 million plus the $25 million you already gave them tax-free. There's yeah. way, the, the thing is, is that that's, there, there are going to be loopholes no matter what. And especially people that have $100 million to give their family, those people are going to have people whose only job it is, is to mitigate their expenses. Yeah. So, it doesn't matter. However they want to do it. 
There's going to be ways around it. There's always loopholes. The all all it does oh, yeah. is make make my friend more money if they change that law because then it's right now he's only looking at people that that worry about more than twenty five million. When that changes, do you know how many how many more people are worried about eight million to give their families? Yeah. Versus twenty five million, that's that's an an incremental amount more people that he's yeah. dealing with. Yeah. I just don't no. think I could deal with rich people like that. No. It sounds. I don't think so. Why is that? Oh, because so many of them are so tough to deal. It's tough to to hang with. It's just it's it's so much of like you would have to have so such control of your own ego to not feel like cuz right just to hang out with them you're going to have to spend obscene amounts of money just to do what they're doing. I think so? Yeah. It all depends I guess who it is. I mean, you know, the folks that I know that, you know, are at these fundraisers. They're they're down to earth. You don't know. Oh, yeah, you, for sure, but they're also at a fundraiser. Yeah. You know, you're not talking about you actually, you know, befriending them and, and hanging out with them and having to fly to Palm Beach to golf, you know, twice a month, <laughs> you know, oh. like when you're courting them for a business relationship, that's a completely different yeah. ball game. Yeah. I mean, and the ones I know, I mean, that I'm friends, I mean, they're good people. I mean, it's just that, you know, everything revolves around in summertime, it's boating and wine and. You know, wintertime, it's all these little events. Yeah, it's, these, uh, it's black tie events. It's tough. Um, I have to imagine, and Rogan talks about this all the time, is he, he wishes that everyone would get to a point that they could buy whatever they want to realize that that's not going to give you the fulfillment yeah. that, you, that you think it would have. And I think that would be pretty tough on uh, an individual's psychology when you could literally buy anything you want and you still feel hollow. And that I think yeah. is where that's where the people find the, um, you know, the giving and the charity and the and the and the providing and the mentoring and stuff like that. But yeah. I, I think a lot of them don't find that. I think that they yeah. just keep chasing the next purchase, just like yeah. we do. It's just on a much grander scale. Yeah, and I mean, I, I do find that these people that are at these fundraisers and these are people that I've been on boards with and have hung out with. I mean, they're they're normal, but they're at that point where it's like they find it more to give. Sure, they take multiple trips a year, but it's not more than anybody else that, you know, has the time to do that. Well, and there's a perspective thing too, right? Like how we live versus how somebody that makes $20,000 a year with three kids lives is very different versus what yeah, I mean, somebody that has... worry about going out and buying something if yeah, you need it. Yeah, so. exactly. So there's, there's a perspective. There's a perspective issue there that, you know, it's just until you're there, I just don't think you understand it. Yeah. So, so anyway. Yeah. What, how the fuck did we even get there? I don't know. But how about some new news? Oh, let's talk about new news. Um, did you see, did I send it to you, the video of uh, the congressman asking the ATF about lying on a, lying on a federal form? Oh, for Hunter Biden, yeah. Okay. That, yeah. So, so what a, what a great setup. Like that was a, that was like the most perfect, almost like a comedic setup. Um, I don't remember. Do you remember which congressman it was? Oh, uh, just had his name on top of my mind too. Anyways, it doesn't really remember, matter, yeah. but, but this co this congressman Evans? and they're, they're grilling the ATF because the ATF is on Capitol Hill for uh, a few different um, rules. And a lot of the guys that listen to this podcast will understand what the ATF has been trying to do. But basically, the administration, um, the Biden administration has leaned on the ATF to start changing rules and enforcing the current laws on the books to a level um, that's 
really, I and a lot of other um, people in the know agree, do not think is within their realm of ability mm-hmm. as far as they're 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 almost trying to make laws is what they're trying to do and they don't have that ability to make laws and so the atf is on the is on is on on the stand in congress is grilling them and this one congressman says uh says sir uh i can't recall what is the what is the the penalty for lying on a federal firearms form is it five or ten years and the guy said i think I think Congress just changed that recently. I think it's up to 15 years. And he said, up to 15 years. Wow, okay. That was Republican Tiffany. Okay. And he says, uh, sir, why isn't Hunter Biden being prosecuted for lying on a federal form? Because it says right in his book firsthand that he did all these drugs and he filled out a federal federal background form that said he wasn't doing drugs yeah, to drugs get a firearm. And, yeah. and, uh, and the guy just... just it goes ghost, right? He 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 basically just says, uh, I, "I have no idea. I got. I know anything about that. Case. I don't know anything about that case. I can't speak on that case." And yeah. and and a lawyer, uh, which they're all lawyers, right? Fucking, assumably a Democrat, hollers like something, and it it wasn't like objection, but it was close to close to saying objection. And the and the speaker of the house goes, "This isn't a trial. He has his five minutes, right? Like he's trying to get, like he's trying to use." lawyer speak to get everybody to shut up and 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 it comes back to the to the guy that originally asked the question and he's like i understand why you don't want him to answer that question you yeah. don't want him to answer that question because it's it blatantly shows that there's a two-tier justice system in this country oh yeah and right now there's certain people that are getting away with things that no one in the second tier would ever get away with yeah. but because of who they are they're getting away with it yeah they know it so i don't know anything going to be done about it probably not fuck no so just another one that gets swept under. So yeah, I mean, goes back to some of the the news that I've been uh, hearing in the last few days. That I don't know if anybody remembers, but the news did not publish it. But Trump had brokered a a treaty in the Middle East, which brought like the Saudis, you know, Iran, um, and that whole mess of a sandbox over there together, and that was nullified when Biden came in. So it was very short lived, but it was a uh, Something that probably even deserved like Nobel Peace Prize. But what you really want to do is something like that happens is you want to be the country that brokers at because it gives you leverage. Well, in the last couple of days, now that's happened again. But guess who brokered that between the Saudi and the- China? Yeah. So China, so you can Google this. Um, they're not saying a whole lot about it, but China brokered that uh, treaty and there's... um. Um, I, I can't say the rumors, basically the intel that's out there is they're going to be pushing to um, the Saudis especially is to base the oil not off the U.S. dollar, but off the Chinese uh, yuan, the Y-U-A-N, not yen, yuan. What's yuan? Like the guy that does roofing? <laughs> yeah, the, the Mexican guy, except it's yuan with a Y. I did not know. So it's not yen? No. Are those two different things, or am I just pronouncing? Is everybody pronouncing it's two it wrong? Things. Oh, it's so, two different things. Yeah. What are the difference? I don't know. Potato, potato, probably. probably so they have two. Know. They have two different monetary systems in mm. the country. No, it's a one. I always knew it was one. I don't know why you say it. So everybody that says yen is just saying it wrong. One versus yen. Yeah. 
Well, it depends if you're Japanese or Chinese. So, currency sign used for the Japanese. Japanese call it yen. Chinese call it yuan. Oh, so it's the same thing. Written in Latin scripts. The monetary symbol resembles a Latin letter Y with a single horizontal. Got stroke. it. So it's it's it is same their shit, it's their yeah. dollar. It's just we're saying we're all saying it. Japanese wrong. says it yen. Yeah, we're all saying it wrong if we're referring to the Chinese. Okay. Well, yep. hey, look at that. Learn something new every day. Um. So, and, and maybe, you know, we would, fuck, I don't even know who we would talk to about this, but I am very curious as to the long-term ramifications of the world changing away from the dollar for their preferred trading currency. And I just don't understand economics deep enough to understand what the long-term ramifications are for the American economy when the world quits trading in dollars. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a piece of the puzzle. So there's a lot of news happening overseas that we just don't get here. And I think we have to start paying attention a little bit because this is going to probably define a lot of what happens with our, our own currency and our own banking system, especially with all the crap that's been happening. Um, there is a, a union over there that's, put together it's called brick b-r-i-c which is the uh russians uh india um brazil. chinese and brazil yep so they get together that's their forum um their forum is based on um themselves as rising economic powers so they're not the u.s is not included in that at all and you add that with what's been happening lately i don't know if you heard about the so Russia, China, and Iran now are exercising naval uh, exercises over there on the ocean. So um, I don't know. You just don't hear that in the media. No, and and I guess I can't even I can't even speak whether what's what is said on the regular media because I just don't. I just don't even. They they could be talking about this, and I I've completely shut it off and given up on them. About some anyways, person doing something probably. You know, so. Um, so I hear a lot about this because of the type of media that I follow. Um, but what I see what they're doing, it's a pop, it's a definitely a power play, right? Oh, yeah. Well, but Mex- Mexico also, is joining brick, but there yeah. also is an obscene amount of instability in China that would make me as an, uh, as an outside country that would make me extremely concerned about, than changing my trading monetary system to their, you know, their dollar, basically. Because, yes, right now they are looking very strong, but they're looking very strong from a place of power over the people versus the power of the people. What do you mean by that? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a slave economy basically, right? Like you, you know, we've talked about it over and over and over and that instability affects the ability of that currency to maintain any level of consistency right now. It looks okay, but long-term, what does that instability look like? Does that instability look like insurrection? Does that instability turn into, you know, a, a damaged country or or you know continent basically oh i mean i really think all these pieces of this puzzle and to you know be the uh 
Nostradamus about it is with Mexico joining, I think like two, three days ago, joining BRICS, basically you have everybody that, you know, if you look at it in the U.S., we push all of our manufacturing where? To China. And now that everybody's pissed off at China, you're trying to move all that manufacturing to India. And um, even our friend Rich said that, well, now they're, you know, moving some more to Mexico manufacturing there except you know you're dealing with some of the issues with the cartel but i think this is all leading down to the path of one world currency and that's not going to be based out of the u.s i think that'll be defined based out of europe and uh and we'll be subject to that let me ask you this why do we have stuff made in china and then in india and then in mexico cheap labor okay why service why is the labor cheap because there's no uh regulations over there there's no technically there's no minimum wage there's no um labor laws that are set to protect the people that are working it's pretty much the government dictates to them here's your work days this is how long you're going to work and this is how much you're going to make so it's socialism when you are treating your populace like that what is the long-term stability of that when the majority of the people doing the work are being treated like that well as long as you squash the uprisings you're able to keep them under your control but control is i mean that's a path that our own government is you know slowly pushed in that way Ooh, but i think the thing that our government the the thing that our government has figured out and i don't know if this is on purpose or if this is on accident if they they've figured out that a carrot is way more powerful than a whip yeah yeah and they use the media to control that but i can't say it's our government i mean it probably you know the root cause is you know you know i'm a capitalist guy I love capitalism, but the thing is, it's, you know, I think our government is so heavily influenced by some of these big honking monopolized, you know, corporations. Well, so I like what what you did there is you said, I'm a capitalist guy, but the problem is, is this isn't true capitalism. This, we, we've seen it. We saw it with the, you know, right when we opened up the, with this it's, podcast. It's a monopoly. Well. You got big pharma monopoly. It, is, it, it, it isn't an, a complete open market. Because of the amount of, or no, sorry, not the amount, the ability to sway the game through government inter- intervention. Yeah. And so what this is, is we have a capitalist backbone that is manipulated by big business, big money, and big government, which which completely makes it not capitalism. It makes it something different. It makes it capitalism you know 5.0 which is shit because what happens is and and what i was going to say is we have we see it in the banking system right now because of what you know just how we just how we opened up this podcast if this was true capitalism and it's sad to say that bank would that bank would go under all the people that had their money in that bank would lose everything that they're not able to get through through court system right through through lawyers a majority of those companies would go out of business. Those people would lose jobs and it would be a really, really, really fucked up hard way 
for people to learn that if you want to bank with the business, you better understand the strength and the stability of their monetary system. And you better understand that the strength in that bank comes from the reason that you're not getting 5% returns on your fucking checking account or, or your bank account or whatever, right? Or the, yeah. the reason that they're giving you all of these services for free, the reason that they're able to spend all this money, the reason that they are able to loan you, loan you an obscene amount of money, right? Yeah. Is because out of every $100 that they have on their balance sheet, they only have $1 to their name. Yeah, um, which reminds me, have you ever seen, uh, there's a, there's a, a little clip that you got to see, maybe look it up on YouTube, uh, South Park. I know South Park probably isn't the best reference, but it seems like these cartoons. Like, oh, no, they're great because they get right to the fucking point. Yeah. And Cartman goes to the bank because uh, he gets $100 from his grandma as a birthday present. And his dad goes and tells him that you need to invest it so that you get some, you know, long-term benefit out of it. So there you see little Cartman, you know, getting in the office with the banker and he gets in the chair and he's like, hey, I got $100 and uh, my dad told me to put it in the bank and invest it. And he, and the banker's like, oh, that's perfect. You know, we got these funds and these funds and these funds and these funds. Takes $100, puts it in the drawer, and, and he looks and he's like, oh, well, it's gone. He's like, what do you mean it's gone? Well, it, d- it didn't perform well, so it's gone now. So, uh, see, ya. We, we need to see our, you know, our, our customers that have money in their accounts. He's like, I just opened an account. He's like, well, but you got no money in it. Next. And this old lady comes, you know, strolling up, kicks Cartman off the chair. It's like, okay, I got $200 here. And he does the same thing. He's like, oh, uh, we got some wonderful funds, you know, going on here. Oh, and it's gone. <laughs> She's like, what? What'd you say? And so, and, and I, so where I thought you were going to go with that, and, and, and maybe they even made one like this, is how a bank works is Cartman puts that $100 in the bank. They use that $100. They use 99 of that $100. They keep $1 in their, on their balance sheet. Yeah. They use $99 of that to loan out or invest. And then they make seven to 10%. So on that hundred dollars, they make $10 and they pay Cartman 50 cents yeah. <laughs> on that hundred. And they keep the other $6 and 50 cents. And that's, and then that's how they build their fucking giant banks. And they, right. But the problem here is, is they only take speculative loans that have some sort of guaranteed backing. So they'll yeah. they'll give you if if you go through the small business association and you're able to get an SBA back loan, they'll give you a half a million dollars, five million dollars, whatever you need, because the SBA says if they go if they go belly up, we will guarantee that that money is still available. Yeah, the bank doesn't take any fucking risk, but then they take all the risks with our money, and then they go belly up, and. The problem is, is if there was no government to come in and say, here, your money is actually safe. We will take it from all of these other banks and all of these other funds and we'll make sure that you're able to get their money. Then no lessons ever get learned. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on credit unions then? I mean, a a credit union, I think, works off of a lot um, safer. More accountability. More accountability, a lot safer guidelines. Right. Mm -hmm. So. But they also aren't, they're not giving, you know, two, three, four million dollar loans to businesses that need it because they're working safely. 
you yeah. know so it's like it there's there's almost a blended hybrid system that that needs to happen which i think like um one of the banks in deforest does a really good job they have a they have an actual you know round table of intelligent people that look at every loan and say yes no yes no it's not just yeah i think whether, I know which bank you're talking about yeah. off main street or something yeah yeah so you know but but the here's the fucked up thing like like everything, we can look at it from either side. Should that bank have just been allowed to go belly up? Fuck, I don't think so. Because that would have put hundreds of thousands of people out of work. Yeah. But should it have been able to go belly up so that th these people fucking learn? No. You know what should have happened probably, and this is probably should have happened uh -oh. in 2008, is these banks should be allowed to fail. The... People and companies that have money in these banks should be given their money back. Their deposits should be, you know, should be guaranteed by the American government. But then the people who are, who are in charge of this fuck up, they should be criminally held responsible. Because if they are criminally held responsible, oh, yeah. that shows everyone else in the industry, oh, fuck. We can't just get away with this anymore. Yeah. But we live in an era of bailout, and the bailout happens uh, at the expense of the taxpayer. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, another interesting thing since we're talking about banks is, uh, um, I mean, we talked about Andrew Tate before, right? Yeah. So he's, him and his brother are still in jail. Yeah. And there's, like, no direction. There's no real cause of why they're still in jail yet. They're still waiting for a hearing. But what's interesting is right before they um, were arrested, he had made a bunch of announcements, and that's through this Hustler University that uh, that he has, which I think is teaching people how to make money, kind of like all these like Dan Pena and all these other people. Is like, you want to make a million dollars? Oh yeah, that's all they do. You sign up and pay. Us. I don't know if you. I don't know if you've noticed, mm -hmm. um, but the but people want to make money by teaching you how to do something instead of just doing it. Yeah. Which makes me think they're full of shit, but sorry, go ahead. But, you know, aside from that, you know, that crazy program, it's a, uh, he was basically starting his own banking system and that's how he was uh, taking payments and, you know, um, transacting with uh, the people that signed up for his university, which was, he had quite a few thousand people, I guess, sign up for that. So, um, but he was he wanted to start a banking system that was out of the quote matrix and shortly after uh boom uh, they arrested him so a lot of the kind of the uh, word on the street is that you know basically these big banks were just pissed off at it and you know basically he's been locked up okay i i like your i like your concern and your speculation there, but I think that's bullshit. I think that he's probably an actually a fucking douchebag and he probably is guilty of some of these things. And that's why he's in jail because he is, he is a, he's a loud boisterous social media influencer Yeah, that pretty likely he's a fucking asshole. He would bring guys in and on the back end, he would charge them 
to talk to women. And then he would pay women to talk to the men and make the men think that he was teaching them how to talk to women. And he would keep this money. He would. Are you talking about his call center? Yeah. No, because his call center was basically like the 1-800-talk-to-some-sexy-lady. You know, yeah. And I just, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I find it really fucking hard to believe that this, this, that this misogynistic, like, dude trying to start, you know, teach people how to make money is being held by big bankers. I think that you're probably, you're probably being a little bit too lenient on him just because he was, um, kind of speaking to a cause that you can appreciate. But I think that realistically, he's probably a bit of a slime ball and probably part of what he's being speculated that he did is true. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not defending him. I mean, this is just what's kind of been rolling through some of the, uh, I wouldn't even say rumor mills, but, you know, this is a guy that, yeah, I mean, however you take him as, I mean, I don't follow him. He's just, it's an interesting to see what people are doing to shut him up. I mean, this is a guy that, has been like canceled, has been shut down, but they can't keep him down. But he's been pushing a message that a lot of these young men are now, you know, he's got a pretty large following of young men and just telling them to be men. You know, some of the stuff that he pushes is just like a little over the top. Well, because, you know, like some of the stuff that he's that, that he's being accused of doing was actually like bringing girls in by making them think that 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 people in his in his entourage were interested in genuine relationships and then making them do like online porn okay, like yeah, locking right. them in rooms and houses and basically forcing them with, by by threats to do like online videos and and cam sites and stuff like that like that's what it's being that's what is being yeah that's what's being pushed and uh yeah the i think the couple of gals that they talked to basically debunk that so he's still like sitting in prison. Uh, so I, don't, I haven't seen anything as far as what what anybody has debunked. Yeah, you, you'll have to look because the the two ladies that were brought up in that case, the they had interviewed and then they had interviewed his lawyer. So I don't follow it that closely. It's just enough that it's like, okay, well, why do they you know put this guy away? Because he's pretty out there. In like every almost every feed that you're looking at that you know has like a if you got Jordan Peterson in it you got the guy from uh oh what's that supplement company oh first form first form yeah I like his brother a lot better but um it's it's just yeah anything that is right now that is against the the softening of society they seem to be just shutting down and going through the ends of the earth to just, you know, shut people up. And it's just, uh, it's scary. You know, it's, it's, you know, there's a leak out there right now that they're, they're trying to find the next crisis. Right. So, yeah. yeah what did I see? Some, some, Oh, what the fuck? The, the next one is funnier and shit because they say it's, <laughs> and I'm very familiar with this, you know, on the health side is they're, they're going to try to make a candida, Yes, you know, yes, fungus yes. thing. I'm like, yes, fungus. Candida is not a pandemic. It is not a disease. It is what you ingest 
and what happens to your body as a result. Um, some people have a higher susceptibility to it, which my first ex-wife is, um, you know, had a, what's that, fibromyalgia, inflammation, and, you know, dealing yeah. with, you know, candida issues. So, yeah, it's it's not the next uh, COVID, but I think they're going to push it. And what's what's funny is there's a show that I, I, I know a little bit of a background to it because uh, it seems to be popular. It's called The Last of Us. Okay. Have you heard about that? No. Which basically it's like the end of the world. It has, I think, dealing with either zombies or people that have been overrun by some body fungus. <laughs> okay. So that's creating that fear. And now all of a sudden you got, you know, the CDC throwing something out on the 23rd of March saying that the, you know, be careful because, you know, there might be this candida, you know, fungus pandemic that's going to, you know, be next. It's like, whatever. It's so far-fetched, but guess what? You know, if they play it on The View and they play it on MSNBC or CNN or Fox long enough, people are probably going to believe it. Yeah, and, and I mean, candida is a weird thing, right? Because it it has to be an overgrowth of candida for it to be a problem. We all have... We all have. A we all have candida. yeasts like candida in our system. Yeah. Um. But it's 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 so American to 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 say that something like candida is a problem because we're literally only looking at the symptom. Yeah. We're not looking at the causation and what would the causation of a yeast like candida that eats sugar being overgrown in someone's system? The cause would be having too much yeah. sugar. In your system. Well, it's like them saying, what, obesity is a disease? It's yeah. like, okay, really? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we should probably actually get into the squared away because we're 40 minutes in and we haven't oh, talked damn, about anything talk about that we were supposed to talk about today. <laughs> so well, now you're caught up with the, uh, the current events. Oh, my God. Yeah, did we even catch up with any current events? I feel like we've we, we hit, like. I think it's good to know that that's what's happening in the world and you know from there you have to kind of yeah formulate and follow the breadcrumbs and you know figure out how how is that going to impact you you know maybe it does maybe it doesn't but it's it's really good and it's all based on you know i've been i've had a couple conversations in the last probably three four weeks where you run into people that say you know to me it's like the uh what is that the ostrich is that the animal that shoves his head in the ground with the ass up in the air yep Stick a head in the sand. Yeah. Um, and some people are like, well, I, I just don't follow it because I don't think uh, it affects me. Well, <laughs> you, you can, yeah, live with your life with your head in the sand. But guess what? You're going to be an easy target then. So you have to understand what's kind of going on out there. And you have to vote accordingly. Although some days I think I don't even know if my vote matters anymore. So. And the weird thing about, I mean, not, not to fucking get sidetracked again but the weird thing about your vote mattering is your vote matters but it matters so little but we have to have everyone together mattering to make change yeah it's 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 such a weird it's a weird concept to even try to understand like my one vote doesn't mean shit but 10 million one votes do mean shit yeah i mean to me it reminds me of that one uh it's a picture of a shark going after a school of fish and then the second picture shows the school of fish coming together shaped like this massive, you know, predator, you know, fish shape going after the shark. 
And until I think you can get a lot of people together to stand up and take action, I think we're just going to keep getting run over. So, all right, let's get squared away. Let's get squared away. Well, you guys are going to have to stay tuned for next week's episode. We intended to get into our squared away practices and what we've been doing lately, but somehow we rambled for 44 minutes about current events and now I got to cut this and turn it into two podcasts because I can't really start releasing Joe Rogan two three-hour podcasts every week. So check back in next week, guys. Um, we already recorded. It's a great episode. We get back to the basics on our physical, our mental, our emotional, and our spiritual practices and what we've been doing. Other than that, hope you guys have an amazing rest of the day. Peace. <laughs>